0: Hey, listeners, welcome to Crafty, the show about amazing people and their craft. On today's show, we are talking with Bob Kleiget. We hope you enjoy this episode of Crafty. Greetings, everyone. This is Nick Dole of Crafty Podcast here with Bob Clygett of I Like to Make Stuff YouTube channel and weekly podcaster. Would you like to introduce yourself
1: to the rest of us? Sure. I'm Bob. Uh, thanks for having me. I run a channel called I Like to Make Stuff. That's that's me.
0: <laughs> All right. So
1: what's the basis of the channel? What kind of stuff do you do on it? Um, I make really anything that I feel like making, uh, and it's it's as broad as it sounds. So I do a lot of woodworking and metalworking stuff, uh, 3D printing projects, prop builds, uh, in, really anything that I'm interested in doing. Like today, I, I took one of my kids' drawings and 3D modeled it and printed him out a toy and made a toy from one of his drawings, so... Just make whatever's interesting,
0: you do three d printing, huh?
1: Yeah, huh? It's one of the things
0: that's something I've always wanted to learn how to do because apparently you can make quite literally anything, yeah, you really can. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> it is. I mean, because like I think about what it takes to become like an entry level manufacturer who wants to you know create a physical product that hasn't really been made before. Even if it's similar to something else, it still needs a prototype, and that can
1: be really
0: pricey to to have professionally built.
1: Yeah, and take a long time. I mean, like having someone manufacture prototypes for you takes, depending on the tooling, can take a really long time. And, you know, if something's off, then you got to start over. So, yeah, we can design and iterate several times a day. It's pretty awesome.
0: So do you have a history in manufacturing? Because it sounds like uh, based on woodworking and 3D printing, there's got to be something back there, like CNC machining, God knows what.
1: <laughs> well, actually, I do have a CNC here in the shop. But no, actually, I don't have any kind of background in in production of any kind. I did uh, software development for 15 years and uh, kind of started doing this as a hobby on the side, and it just ended up taking over. So my background is all in software, really.
0: Yeah, so that's interesting. Uh, so I guess, uh, I, I can't help, but wonder how, you know, all this stuff. Did you have a mentor that taught you how to make the stuff you make or was it something you just picked up on your own?
1: Um, I, probably a combination of things. I mean, I've had a lot of people that have mentored me in different ways, you know, throughout life. I think probably the biggest, my dad and my two grandfathers, they were all kind of makers. They're all built things and fixed things. And, Um, you know, one of my grandfathers would like paint and carve and make model airplanes and just all sorts of stuff. Um, and so I think the combination of all them just always doing hands-on stuff, I just kind of picked it up. And I think the biggest thing I got from my dad is just like looking at problems as solvable things. And when you look at everything as a solvable problem, then making something you've never made before is not really that big of a deal. You know, it's just figure out how to turn that piece of furniture into a bunch of small problems that you can solve and then you can make the piece of furniture so
0: really intense itemization
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much
0: (laughs) really intense yep i wonder how many job offers you get for well really any company to itemize anything
1: yeah i I have a lot of people wanting me to make things for them or like you know when i put make something and i put it out there it was like why don't you turn that into a product and sell it and that's just not that's not my product. You know, my product is, is content. And so all those other things just sound like work. What I do doesn't feel like work, but all that other stuff sounds like work.
0: Well, yeah, the way you do it, you get to keep it new constantly. Imagine if you, you create a product and you have to, you know, stick with that product
1: until you either sell it or retire. Yeah, exactly. And that's the way software was, you know, like when I did software development, you do something and then you have to maintain it. So if, whether it's, your own product or something for a client you have to constantly even years later come back and like you know mess with code that you wrote a long time ago to kind of keep it alive and i hated that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah oh man that, oh that's like one of the hardest things to do in my line of work is keeping track of the hundreds of people that i talked to in order for a uh I work in the car business by the way, <laughs> keeping track of hundreds of service prospects that need to turn into car sales <laughs> it's uh <laughs> mm. keeping track of people from six months ago is who are you again? Oh, yeah, I spoke to you for a second, offering you a trade appraisal. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. so um, how do you figure out what you want to make next?
1: Um, it's a combination of things. I mean, a lot of the stuff I make is, is need based. So, you know, I'll go around our house and look for like, oh, we need a a coat rack in that corner because our coats are in a pile on the floor. So I'll make a coat rack, you know? Um, And then some of it's just interesting, fun stuff that I am just kind of interested in doing. So I made a full size arcade machine a couple of years ago and there's no practical need for that at all. But it was one of those things that like... You know, I just – I've always wanted that. I, I was a big fan of Tron as a kid and that just like having an arcade machine would be super cool. And so I did <laughs> and it was a lot of fun.
0: Oh, man. yeah. I i just remember I, I put exhaust pipes on my bike over last summer and that was incredibly difficult. <laughs> By that I mean I, I'm – I guess I'm really technically inept here because I, I i can't believe the wide range of things that you can do. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So, um do you prefer woodworking over uh, other things that you do? Um, just out of idle curiosity?
1: Mm, no, not really. I mean, I think I have in the past I've tended to do more woodworking than anything else. And I think that's only because of all the the things that I do on a regular basis, it's the one kind of skill set that is probably the most attainable. You know, it's the it's the the lowest barrier to entry. And uh Materials are easy to get; they're easy to work with. The tools can be found, you know, at most local stores. Whereas a 3D printer, you have to go to a very specific place to get a 3D printer. Um, even the same with metalworking. If you want to be a welder, you you have fewer options to get the equipment you need to do that kind of work. If you want to make something with wood, you've got Lowe's and Home Depot and Menards, and you know, like every other possible store has some tool that you need. So, I don't think that I really like it anymore but it's more accessible and so it makes it easier to do projects with often have you ever gotten into welding because i know a couple of welders they say yeah. it's really hard uh, yeah I'm, I'm not good at it at all but i i've done a few welding projects, and i actually just got a, a tig welder recently because i'm gonna i'm planning some new stuff for my truck so oh yeah what do you drive i've got a 91 land cruiser
0: you know, it doesn't surprise me that you have an extremely old car.
1: <laughs> because you, out of all people, would keep that thing running, because you probably know how. Well, I kind of know how, but actually, the good thing about the Land Cruiser is it kind of just keeps itself running. I don't have to do a whole lot with it, which is great. That was a Toyota, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: And it pains me to say it, but I understand. I sell Hondas. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, lo- I love Toyotas. I wish they'd bring back the, the Supra. Yeah. So, um, what was the most difficult thing you've ever created?
1: Ooh, um, that's tough. There, mm, all projects are kind of difficult for different reasons. I did one the other day um, that was all wood turning and metal turning. So I used a wood lathe and a metal lathe, and those were both things that I'm not comfortable with, and I'd never done the metal lathe before. So that was really difficult just because.
0: It's it was dangerous. a whole bunch
1: of new. Yeah, it's a little dangerous and scary, uh, but it's just a bunch of new stuff to try at one time. And if any part of it is not really good, then the whole thing just wouldn't look nice, you know? So that was difficult. But back to the arcade machine, that was probably the biggest, most difficult out of just sheer scale project that I've done because it was very, very large. It took me several months to complete um and there's just a bunch of different things that go into it electronics and woodworking and there's applying graphics to the outside and there's you know lights on the inside and and i had it so that when you walked up to it there was a a sensor and so when you walked up to it it knew you were there and it would turn itself on and oh, lights would glow insane. on the back against the wall
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would it's a lot of fun i would say sell it to a bar but uh eh.
1: no no there's, that was mine <laughs> there's certain there are
0: certain things i'm not willing to let go of either i get it yeah, no. Nope. So um,
1: what was the most rewarding thing you've created? Ooh, um, it'd probably be a tie between the arcade machine and uh, I did a secret door bookcase. Um, so there was a bookcase, and it was in my friend's house. He, he wanted it done. And so there was a bookcase and a book, and you pull the book out, and it unlatches the bookcase, and it swings out and, you know, revealed... A, kind of a secret room behind it, just like in the movies. And the reason he wanted that, he always wanted it as a kid. And then he found out that he and his wife were going to have a baby. And so he was like, we're renovating our attic. This is a chance to add a secret room. So I was totally on board. And I did that a couple of years ago. Actually, his son just turned three, and it was before his son was born. And so the whole point of building the thing was to surprise his son with a secret room, to let him, you know, like air quotes, find it. Uh, When he was four. So we're still a year away. This kid doesn't know this thing exists in his house, but he's just going to one day stumble across a secret playroom full of toys and adventure stuff. So that's that's super gratifying. That's to say you you have
0: like a, you know, a a Narnia opportunity here. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Just put some like some foliage in the back of the secret room and uh, see what happens. Yeah. Make the place smell nice, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, do you sketch out what you're going to make before you make it
1: or just like kind of come to you? Um, it, it's a combination. It depends on what it is. You know, some things require a sketch. Some things, a lot of things require a 3d model so that I can have a really precise model of what I'm going to build to get all the measurements if it's furniture. And then some stuff is just kind of, I'm just making it up, you know, like I, right now I'm making a, a canoe paddle. I've never done that before, and I have no clue what I'm doing, but I just started gluing some boards together and cutting it. And it actually is turning out pretty good. So, you know, sometimes I just wing it, and it works.
0: So I'm I'm taking a look at things in the back, and I'm wondering how many of the things uh, got created back there. Um, well, <laughs> yeah. outside of commercial production.
1: Well, so, like, right there is a – that's a four-foot-long Optimus Prime rifle. That I made you're um, kidding me <laughs> nope nope that's it and uh, that was just one of those things that there's no reason to have that but I just really wanted to have a big Optimus Prime gun and it's, I did it.
0: it's, it's never about need man I, I won't tell the ATF if you won't <laughs> <laughs> um so um so what made you think of starting a YouTube channel
1: well I actually did YouTube a long time ago um doing music I used to play music and record songs and stuff and put it on YouTube but then, when I was doing software, I just needed a way to get away from the keyboard for a little bit and make some stuff with my hands. And to justify that with the family, it was like, well, I have to, I have to turn that into something. And so, creating some content that was instructional around what I was already going to be making was kind of a, a good way in my mind to justify that that time. You know, and uh, YouTube's just the place you do video, so I just ended up there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um- you made music? It's so funny. I was actually going to ask that because I had a feeling you probably created that too. Uh, <laughs> so uh, w- what kind of music did you make? Like, What kind of instruments did you play? Uh, anything you want to say?
1: Um, well, I, I play a little bit of everything. I, I grew up playing keys since I was maybe first grade, classically trained. And then I picked up guitar along the way and barely played drums, just enough to keep a beat. Um, and so the music was always – I've been in several bands throughout the years – uh, but the music I was doing on YouTube was kind of rock, kind of noisy, spacey rock stuff. Um, I'm not really sure how to describe it, but I haven't played any music in quite a while.
0: Yeah, um, I, I agree. I, I play piano as well, and uh, I used to write
1: things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it gets tough to like find the time to do that, you know? It gets tough to stay creative, too. Yeah. i have always kind of gone in and out of music like i'll I'll be really into it and focused and creative for a few months and then i kind of get overwhelmed with it yeah
0: that makes more than enough sense well I, i wish you were here to build like a legit recording studio here i have like this this piece of really tall cardboard with a pistol box foam surrounding me and it works believe me it's just the most makeshift thing you'll ever see
1: Hey, man, nobody's going to see it. It's cool. Yeah, right, <laughs> it
0: yeah, no, no one sees it. That's the cool part about being a voice talent. No one sees it. <laughs> as long as it sounds good, that's all All that matters. So uh, what is one thing you would make if you could realistic item or not?
1: Ooh. Um, oh, wow. That's tough. You know, I really don't know. <laughs> well, okay, so – I'm planning on making an R2D2, like a full-size remote control, you know, R2D2, and that's been on my list for several years now. And I'm just getting to the point to where I have the the money and the room and the time and everything to start that. And I know it's going to be a huge project. It's going to take a really long time, but that's something that's always been on my list. So I'd probably have to say that.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm really hoping it. Well, I'm actually glad that it didn't turn out to be a brand new invention because I don't know how to cover, you know, intellectual property having recorded it over a podcast.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah. Because <laughs> had you said like a like a, a breakthrough in technology, like you just found out how to cure <laughs> cancer, and then you know Pfizer comes along, and yeah. steals it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, how would someone get into creating
1: things like you? Well, um, I guess it depends on you know if you want to be. I mean because my product is content. you know the thing that I actually make is uh, podcasts and videos and the, the stuff that I make, the physical things are just the, the vehicle to be able to create that content. So I think either one, whether you're talking about the physical stuff or the content, I think it's really just about jumping in. you just gotta you have to do something before you can know what you don't know. And so by starting to build a project, you'll realize like, wow, I, I have no idea what tool I need. And then you have to go look up tools and then you figure out what tool you need and I have no idea how to use it. And then you have to learn how to use it. You know, it's just a series of those like learning new steps to be able to get to it. And it's the same with creating videos. Like you don't know all the things that you should keep track of until you've made a video and you realize how bad it is and you realize what you can make better. So I, I really think it's just jumping in, give it a shot, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. So um, is there anything... Uh I'm sure there's a lot of things but is there anything off the top of your head that you've made recently or at all at any time uh that could be used in a practical situation you know things that are frequently used around the house
1: Oh yeah I mean I try to I try to balance like the fun stuff and the practical stuff all the time I did uh the thing I was talking about with the metal lathe and the wood lathe is a uh a uh, coat rack and it's just a really simple but classy looking coat rack because we literally needed one in our house and you know so i do stuff like that i did i did a really big picture frame I, I do furniture that's practical um you know and then like i did a climbing wall in my kid's room the other day so that's kind of practical because you can use it but it's also a climbing wall in a kid's room so
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it, climbing walls are among my favorite types of walls to look at <laughs> it's just like, yeah they're up there it, sure. it, it's it's a rock on a wall but it's not and it's colorful. <laughs> yeah. And I'm always tempted
1: just be like, you know, my back can handle this. I'm going to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's you got to work up to it, you know. You just got to do it until your back stops hurting.
0: Oh yeah. A good lat workout. Get that one going. <laughs> I w- oh my goodness. I wonder if if any if it would be too much to ask if you could create like some sort of workout machine that hasn't been done yet. <laughs> I don't know. I'd I'd have to see what the needs are. I'm sure it could though. Oh, there's oh I could think of a, a few places. <laughs> um, there's not nearly enough ways to work out your neck. <laughs> <Huh>. Okay. <laughs> there may be a good shrug machine. All right. Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll write that down. I don't know. The, 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 yeah. That. Oh my God. That'd be actually hilarious. No, I go, I go to like a closet gym by the name of Hard Knocks in Amesbury, Massachusetts, where um actually John Cena trained there. And uh, well, since it's a closet, it, there's only a handful of things there, which is awesome in its own way. But it, it sort of makes you, you know, think back for a second. Uh, some things that could <laughs> that would be useful around the place, right? Yeah. But um, yeah. No, the place is absolutely cool as hell, though. Um, oh, have you ever you ever built a gaming computer?
1: Um, not really. Oddly enough, I don't have much time to play games i (laughs) i've always liked video games and i i have like a ps4 and we have a switch and i rarely ever play so i i can't justify like building a gaming machine because i wouldn't take advantage of it
0: yeah yeah i understand that i I barely play video games myself i tried to get back into fallout 4
1: but i just i don't have the time yeah they all take too much time that's the problem it's like anything that i can sit down and play for 10 minutes mario kart or something like i okay i can do that but any campaign based thing i just can't that, commit to it
0: there's there no end you, you do it on easy and then by, before you know it it's the <laughs> yeah. next day and you did it on legendary yeah <laughs> or whatever the final difficulty is in the game you're playing i just <laughs> but uh, no i just figured uh, out of all people who could probably beat microsoft and sony at their own game you probably could do it <laughs> well i mean i have built machines before but you know not lately what kind of machines have you built? Because uh, so far, I'm I'm thinking, you know, I'm hearing of, other than the arcade machine, it's mostly, uh, you know, secret rooms and uh, coat racks, a lot of stationary items, which is awesome. It sounds artistic. And, um, but I was yeah. just wondering if you also got into mechanical stuff as well.
1: I, I really enjoy making mechanical things. I don't do as much of it because I don't have a lot of experience with it. So I'm trying to figure out how to bring that in and find more projects that incorporate it. Do you ever remember... Um, a, a kid's toy called the uh, Green Machine.
0: No, not not in particular. It, soo- it sounds familiar.
1: So, I just can't put the image in my head. So it was kind of like a big wheel where there was a, a one wheel in the front, two in the back, and you pedaled on the front. But instead of steering with a, like a steering wheel, you had these two poles. And when you pulled a pole towards you, it turned the back wheel. And so it's a really weird-looking machine, and it was a kid's thing.
0: Oh. And so –
1: Oh, I, get, you know I get it.
0: Yeah. Didn't it the like the, it bent at the midsection?
1: Yeah. There was like right under where you sat, there was a hinge. And so the back axle would turn and the front section just kept going straight. Oh, that's is totally weird.
0: That's insane.
1: So that's cool. I, I made one of those out of, um, I, <laughs> I went to the like Goodwill and I got a bed frame and, uh, an old exercise bike to get the wheels and everything. And then, a set of, uh, I can't think of the word. Crutches, got a set of, of crutches and cut all that stuff apart and made a green machine out of that. And it was so difficult to figure out how to make that. It's not a difficult mechanism, but using found materials like that and trying to make that mechanism work, it was tough. And it, it kind of worked like it was rideable, but it wasn't great. So, but I'd like to do more stuff like that. It was, you know, mechanism based.
0: I wonder if it'd be too
1: much to ask
0: you to keep carbureted cars and motorcycles alive for all of us.
1: <laughs> that I've not had a lot of luck with. I, so I've got an old um, 1962 Vespa scooter that I rebuilt years ago, and the carb is the problem. Like, and no matter what else is has been rebuilt and fixed and works, the carb is the problem all the time. Oh, you're
0: kidding me. Ugh.
1: I love carburetion so much, though. <laughs> Just a problem.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess that explains why fuel injection came along to rear its ugly, expensive head. Um. <laughs> Ah, just kidding. I like fuel injection too. But yeah, um, well, that actually just about does it for all the content. Is there anything else that you wanted to tell us? Or are there any messages that you want to get out to people who uh, you'd like to watch your channel?
1: Um, I don't know. Just I, I want people to be encouraged to make things, and and you know, most people kind of have a low opinion of their capability. I think people are capable of a lot more stuff than they realize, and so. I just want people to get out and try to make stuff. Stuff that's useful for them, not necessarily what I'm making. So
0: Yeah, getting into like the the concept of you know repurposing used items, all that good stuff. Yeah. But you know, you're absolutely right. People people really do think
1: low of themselves.
0: I mean think of think of how people are taught and
1: <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean and a lot of times people just don't have the opportunity to to stretch, right? To learn new skills and be exposed to things when they're growing up and so they just assume that they can't do it when they get grown and uh i just you know people can you can learn stuff like from with no prior experience you can learn how to do things whatever it is whether it's making something or a new language or a new skill or you know go for a a toll a whole new you know type of job or something i just want people to give it a shot yeah
0: yeah i would like to see crafts like that you know make a comeback it's really cool to see all the diy stuff and just using your head and hands that's absolutely fantastic i can't wait to watch more of your stuff nice well anyway uh for for our listeners that just about does it for today uh this was uh bob cliggett of i like to make stuff thank you for your time thanks for having me thank you for listening to this episode of crafty the show was hosted by me nick dole And produced by Eric Lambiassi, we strive to share the experiences of amazing people that we might know and definitely love. Listen again in two weeks, and stay crafty.
1: The podcast you just heard was recorded with Anchor. If you want to make your own, download the Android or iOS app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast. That's anchor.fm slash podcast.